I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Robbie weekly. Little reverse pass. Oh, How's it going, everybody? And welcome to your Friday episode of the 42 Rugby Weekly. It's Gavin Casey with you here. I hope you're having an absolutely smashing week. And you're looking forward to all of the URC action over the weekend. All four provinces taking to the field over the course of the next three days, beginning with Munster's trip to face the Scarlets on Friday evening. We'll have analysis of all of those games. And we'll look ahead as well to Ireland-Wales on Monday when Murray Kinsella and Bernard Jackman return for Rugby Weekly Extra. Actually, if you are thinking of taking out a subscription at the moment and gaining access to those additional podcasts, which we run twice a week, midweek, and then immediately post-match as well during international windows. We're into the final few days of our trial offer to allow you to check out a subscription for as little as €4 Euro for your first month if you take that option. So if you want that kind of value then for a full year, it would be €48 Euro for the first year of an annual plan. So the €4 Euro option would renew at €7.99. Euro the €48 Euro annual plan would renew at €59.99. And you will get access to all of our analysis, feature writing, interviews, WhatsApp groups. It's a really good time to get on board, particularly given that Ireland might have a little grand slam tilt in them over the next few weeks. So uh, if you want to gain access, the offer will end on Sunday evening, but you can sign up in the meantime at the 42.ie forward slash subscribe. That's the 42.ie forward slash subscribe. We had a positive update on Hugo Keenan on Thursday. Uh, had a little chat with Paul O'Connell, all of us as journalists did, on a Zoom call. And he made the point that Keenan hadn't been definitively ruled out for the Wales game by any means and that he's still, technically speaking, available for selection. He didn't train yesterday, Hugo Keenan, but he took part in some of the organisational drills. So Ireland keeping their options open. I would say more likely he returns for England at Twickenham because Kieran Frawley was supposed to be released to Leinster for their top of the table clash with Benetton and yet um, he's back with Ireland now which would suggest he'll probably be involved in some capacity I would say at fullback against Wales but we had a conversation about all of this Kieran Kennedy and I on Monday's Rugby Weekly Extra podcast just about the 15 debt chart and the fact that um, there haven't really been players given significant minutes there. It was all in response to a very good question we had from one of our listeners, Kieran Parker. So here's a little portion of that conversation. Here's a question from Kieran Parker along all of those lines. He says uh, he hope, he hopes he didn't jinx it, but he had sent a, a WhatsApp message into the listeners group with concerns about a Keenan replacement before the match. Uh, but he had planned on writing this email despite Keenan's injury. Uh, he says fullback must be the only position on the team that the starter has always played 80 minutes with no one else given planned minutes to gain international experience. Clearly Farrell and coaching team have a plan and when fit, Mac Hansen, Jimmy O'Brien and when selected Kieran Foley can cover. But is it not unusual to have a position where no one is getting planned game time as cover? Plus, surely they'll want Crowley with as many minutes at 10 as possible rather than him being the fullback cover. Just some thoughts, he says, but they're interesting thoughts, aren't they? Absolutely, and dead right. It's it's a position that we haven't really seen anybody else get a run in, and, and that's just because Hugo Keenan has been so good and so consistent and has managed to stay injury-free for so long. Farrell did sound upbeat on him yesterday. You'd never read too much into that because these medical updates can sometimes change over a couple of days, but it's going to be really interesting if he's not fit for Wales. 
Jimmy O'Brien, I think, has been quite clearly next man up for the 15 shirt if if Keenan isn't available. But with him watching on in the stands yesterday, Mac Hansen watching on the stands yesterday, we don't really know who's next. Um, if I had to put money on it, I would think that Frawley probably comes straight back into the team and goes and goes to 15. But um, otherwise, like there's options there, but they're pretty much untested. I, like Crowley can cover 15. I'd be surprised if they gave him minutes at 15 ahead of playing him at 10. I think you're I think you're right. I think they're going to just invest as much as they can in Crowley at 10 in this Six Nations. Do you try put somebody like Jordan Larmer back there? I I'd be surprised if that happens. I think it's Frawley. I think it's Frawley based on he's played a lot of rugby at fullback for Leinster this season. He's been in around the Ireland squad for the last couple of years and knows the system well. I think Farrell would back him to go in and just start and slot straight in and and do the job there. But it's fascinating because we it is one of the positions that just hasn't really been tested. And and Hugo Keenan has been fantastic even again the last the last two weeks. I thought he was superb in France. Some of his defensive play in France was outstanding. And yesterday he was just really making things happen. And you could actually I thought really see the sevens player in him yesterday with the way he was kind of attacking things and running things and just so heavily involved between sorry, before being forced off. And it kind of reminded you how important he was, he is to this Ireland team before he got forced off. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. We're not really going to get a clear idea on it for a while, but I would I would suspect that Frawley is, is the next man in to take that shirt. I think the reason why Keenan hasn't been rested more or rotated out more in order to give somebody else that exposure to like top level minutes at 15 is because exactly as you say how important Keenan is but I think in probably ways that we don't really usually discuss so for example Crowley's try yesterday which settles everybody's sense of unease in that like it's a very heavily experimental and rotated team to begin with begins with a Keenan quick tap like there are moments even in attack that probably go under the radar a little bit from Keenan because of how eye-catchingly good he is in defence that prove really catalytic in everything that Ireland do well in attack and like say for example if Keane doesn't take that quick tap maybe Ireland have to wait another 15-20 minutes for the first score maybe the crowd gets on their backs a little bit or it just becomes that little bit more uneasy and the complexion of the game changes and suddenly you know it's a butterfly effect suddenly Italy have their tails up and maybe you know Paolo Garbisi nails that penalty and it's just little moments like that that Keane gives you that steady you not only in defence but in attack and when you consider the games that Ireland have been playing over the last 18 months there haven't been too many where like they haven't been important and yeah he is literally one of their most important players just just, just on that I think what's what actually that reminded me of yesterday now was um, Andy Farrell was talking on Friday after naming the team about Caelan Doris stepping up as captain and he was talking about the younger kind of players in the squad stepping up and taking on more leadership and I think a lot of that leadership doesn't look like the Johnny Sexton Piero Matney leadership that we're used to seeing over the last few years and I think Hugo Keenan is probably a good example with that with that quick tap yesterday that's just taking something on and kind of driving things for the team and trying to make something happen and it's a different type of leadership and it's something I think we've seen from him increasingly over the last the last year so I just think that that's kind of something Farrell has been encouraging these guys to do you know taking on more on pitch decision making and leadership for themselves and I just thought that was a good instance of it yeah 100% and, and I think we can probably be guilty all of us uh, I certainly don't mean this just of Kieran Parker who sent the email 
but as a as a rugby public of being a bit too obsessive over exposing somebody to the minutes right like at least Farrell can be accused of being a little bit prescriptive in his selections and it can feel a little bit too samesy at times but one thing that he has demonstrated is that he'll just lash a lad in there every now and then and it's a real baptism of fire now he's going to be surrounded by 14 really established internationals which helps right but you see it now with Jack Crowley you can't really say like that Crowley was exposed to sufficient minutes at least in our understanding of playing out half a test level uh, in advance of Sexton's retirement and it seems to be going fine so far you look at somebody like Joe McCarthy I know he had a, a, you know a, a pretty decent number of caps say coming into this year but you look at the f- discussion around the France game or ahead of it sorry and it was like ooh, like I think we should start McCarthy like let's just give him a go like and, and you're like yeah but like the the subtext was it might not work out because he's still young he still doesn't have that like exposure of very very um elite level test rugby and he's absolutely mincing lads he destroyed france and marseille and he did it to italy in a different way actually on the defensive side of the ball mainly on sunday so i do think with farrell if it comes to it that you need to bring a fullback into a game at Twickenham for example or say if it came down to a Grand Slam decider against the Scots high level high pressure he'll just roll the dice with it going because I think Ireland do an enormous amount of work behind the scenes of mentally preparing the next man up whether or not they've had you know 15 20 caps that we would have liked to have seen traditionally with a a backup you know you have to take into consideration the role of somebody like Gary Keegan back there as well where you know, once the moment comes, Ireland players tend to be ready. That was Kieran Kennedy of the 42 on Monday's Rugby Weekly Extra podcast. Come here, what I have you. Do you want to hear Owen Tulin talking about Jack Crowley in forensic detail? Ah, go on. You mentioned Jack Crowley earlier, on and some of that um, ability to get his hands free beyond the game line even and I know when we spoke last week you had spotted elements in his passing in the first quarter against France that you felt were a little bit off kilter and you would have been one of the few people I would say to actually identify that this was up as far as he teed up Ty Burns try I'm wondering were there elements to his performance this time around against Italy aside from the kicking from the tee I mean more so in in open play that you didn't like or was this as good as it seemed to the likes of my untrained eye. Yeah, overall an incredibly accomplished performance given how early he is into his test career. Um, and it's it's just unfortunate the legacy of the, the 10 jersey and, and the two players to have vacated it prior to him are probably two of Ireland's greatest ever players. So he's held to an extremely high standard. So let's caveat in, by saying that uh, first of all. There's definitely something technical issue, particularly with his weight di- distribution when he passes off his left. He seems to have a habit of falling off the ball, which uh, has implications for his support line post-pass and the ability for defenders to push off early when, when he is falling off his pass. So that's, that's a slight technical issue. That's an easy fix. Go back and watch the first phase in the lead-up to to his opening try the ge- of the game. That initial phase when they w- win the kickback and we talked about Calvin Nash's work rate from the right wing to create the overload, which Henshaw uh, line breaks off. Crowley, once he passes, just watch him drift in behind the attacking line. And this is what set Sexton apart, was his ability to understand defensive lines are skinny 
in terms of their they lack numbers defensively so he's already seen that and he knows post pass that he needs to stay on a on a positive support line in case of a line break and that's just something Crowley's going to need to to build into his game is once he passes his hips get quite lateral and he's thinking next phase and the real top top level players aren't thinking next phase they've, they've already seen the opportunity and then they ant- anticipate the opportunity and I think if Crowley had stayed positive there when Henshaw line breaks I'm pretty sure he can get on his inside support there and, and they possibly get to the try earlier so again very very minute details in around his his passing and his support lines that that will definitely improve the more he plays and then the other other side of his game other than his his goal kicking is probably just his general play kicking I think he can get a little bit casual at times I think that's two charge downs already in the championship probably struggled into the wind a little bit I think it's a pop gun clearance that first Ireland exit where it affords Garbisi the the kickable penalty that Italy don't quite nail. So some things in around his general play kicking, I'm sure he's acutely aware of as well that he'll, he'll want to work on. But as I said, for his, um, is it his first home start in the Six Nations? Like what a, what an unbelievable performance from him. Yeah, I know I asked the question, but you're a tough enough old taskmaster at the same time, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, as I said, it, it's uh, it's unfortunately um, the comparisons are going to be made between him and, and Sexton in terms of most recent Irish career. Uh, and I think he's got a capacity to have an unbelievable international uh, career with Ireland. So it's um, rating him to a high standard and then picking out the little bits of his game that we can continually improve on. That was our man in Sydney, former Melbourne Rebels performance coach Owen Tulin, who was, yeah, as you can hear, pretty impressed by Crowley's output, even though he is. A tough taskmaster, as I put it to him. Uh, let's see how Curly gets on at home to Wales in a week's time. We'll be building up towards that game all week next week on Rugby Weekly Extra. So, as I said, it's the 42.e forward slash subscribe if you want to join us and get on board for all of those additional podcasts and gain full access to the 42 for the rest of the tournament and beyond. For now, I'll leave you back for subscribers on Monday with the lads and if you're not yet a subscriber have a great weekend anyway we will catch you this time next week Take care. put the boys in the better land you're always talking about the boys in the better land the boys in the better land Join the stop names the best barrels